We're heading across the Tasman now. Chris Russell is our Australian correspondent. Chris, we haven't spoken about foot and mouth disease for a while. Where is this at in Australia? Good afternoon. Yes, g'day, Ro. How are you going? Well, look, they've been beavering away, as you know, with um, trying to keep it out of control. They've increased the fines from 200 and something dollars to $2,500 now, which is certainly a uh, sensible move and has seen, you know, a jump in the number of things that have been declared and handed in. So I think we've made progress. To my knowledge, there has only been one discovery of FMD anywhere in anything that's been declared, and that was a lady who came in through South Australia and declared a meat patty, which later found FMD in that meat patty from Indonesia. Um, There was a guy who bought a couple of McDonald's cheeseburgers and didn't declare them at Sydney from Indonesia. He was fined $2,500. My view is they should be turned around, put on a plane and sent back as well. But, you know, they're not quite that nasty. So they're saying, look, it's been successful. The interesting thing is that they will not vaccinate any of the cattle, even the northern cattle in Australia, until we actually get an outbreak. Because it's a live vaccine, they don't want to bring it to Australia. Um, unless they absolutely have to. So the vaccinations that we've been doing have all been within Indonesia. We've been pouring millions of dollars worth of vaccines into Indonesia to get their cattle vaccinated, thinking that's the best protection for us. But so far, so good. So fingers crossed, Ray. Well, this time in two days' time, I will be arriving in Australia. Chris, I'm going to make sure I don't have a McDonald's cheeseburger in my bag. Yeah, exactly right. If you do, make sure it wasn't made in Indonesia. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, look, we obviously have released the government, well, the government has released its response to the Hiwaka Ekenoa proposal. The rest of the world is seeing this as a burp tax. Will Australia be following our lead? Uh, the message from the government is no, we will not be doing that. We are likely to sign up to the US President's new global pledge to reduce methane emissions by 30% over the decade, but they're not going to impose those same uh, taxes that you've decided to do in New Zealand here. They have been doing a lot of very uh, special work on this asparagopsis seaweed-based product, Mm. which only a small amount, like 50 15 grams is enough to remove 98% of the methane emissions from cattle. So that's been that's been good, and that's now being commercialised. And not only, of course, is that reducing methane, but methane represents a net loss of energy to the animal, which would otherwise be going into milk or beef. So, you know, it's a good win-win for everybody, and I think they're really focusing on that sort of thing rather than hit yet another tax on, on people in Australia. But uh, they're heading off to this COP27 conference um, with uh, a solid commitment to meet this 30% reduction pledge, uh, even though that's the one the Morrison government rejected in Glasgow last year, but the new Albanese government is going to go with that, uh, Ray. It seems weird to be putting our faith in seaweed, Chris, but that could be a very real opportunity for agriculture. Well, I think it, it is. The question is, how do you get it down the throat of our range-fed animals?
Um, you know, it's no problem in a feedlot, but um, only about a million of our cattle at any one time are actually in feedlots. The rest of them are all out on grassland. So we've got a supplementary feed somehow to actually get that down them, but it doesn't take much. It seems to be very, very successful at reducing methane emissions. So, and as I said, it's now being commercialised, and um, I, I think that people are thinking that this could be uh, certainly a significant part to play in reducing our methane emissions. Chris, uh, we'll touch on sport to wrap. You obviously won't want to talk much about the Constellation Cup, New Zealand winning that first match between us at Australia last night, but Winks is finally a mum, so we can talk horse racing. Oh, yeah, the, the line just improved. It went off there for a minute there, Ro, sorry. Um, yeah, look, Winx, uh, that's a fantastic story. She she actually lost uh, a young foal uh, a year or so ago, uh, miscarried that foal, and finally she's a- a- able to welcome uh, a- another little healthy filly last night into the world. She was named the world's best racehorse in 2018 um, after 33 consecutive Executive wins, including 25 Group 1 wins. Um, so she's been probably the most extraordinary horse in my lifetime. Um, and uh, this finally, this little filly's been born, and uh, I think everyone's hoping that uh, it's most probably going to be a million dollar filly to just a start up price. Um, and she won about 24 million in her lifetime, Ro. Well, Chris Russell, our Australian correspondent, I look forward to being in the same country as you in 48 hours' time, but appreciate your your time on the country today. Awesome. Have a wonderful trip, Ro. Thanks, Chris. See ya. Bye.